Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Just take my hand. Bobberin. They usually songs from the first the yeah. time. Never mind. They don't know about that's the an fact alternate that we've restarted. That yeah. <laughs> What's the song name? What's it called? I don't know. What is the song called? Joe Joe goes to the bar. I think it's, is Joe it? goes to the beach. Yeah, by the Beastie Boys. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm not supposed to say the song name. Well, you are. What is oh, it? Oh, Barbaran. Yeah, Bob the Beach Boys. Okay, That's all what right. I said. Right. Yeah. I thought you said something like Barbarossa or something. I couldn't hear it. Either way, how's That's it going, everybody? You you are watching and listening to the Command Zone Wait, podcast. Do you not know the song Barbarossa? I do know it, but I didn't know the you're like name a, of it. You like musically talented. It's this. It's all the words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the person berating me on the podcast right now is one of our oldest friends. We have a very special episode. Oh, but by the way, hi, I'm Jimmy Wong. Oh, how's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. and yep, our guest is somebody. When- we talk about every single episode of the show, but he hasn't been on in a long time. It's Alex Kessler from hey. the Masters of Modern. Our sister podcast. Woo. And Alex is actually one of the two people that is responsible for us being here at all today because Alex and, and Craig, who's been on the show many times and Game Nights and whatnot. Oh, Alex, you've been on Game Nights too. I have. Um, that was, I think, the last time we've all been in the same. Yeah. They're the ones that got us into Commander. So True. Very true. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. It's because like everyone out there commander parents. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just like a good commander parent, it is time for Commander Christmas. Woo! Did you bring us gifts? No, I'm disappointed in you for not knowing Barbara Rand. I did know I didn't know the <laughs> so, name of the song. I was go, singing guys. it with you. I was like, wait, did I not was Barbara Rand not what it, it is? Like, like I, I, I thought I just I thought I just didn't know what you were saying when I you thought said Jimmy it. it was a different name of the song, and Jimmy was like, No, that's not the name you need to come with. So I was thinking like what else could it be called? Well, I have a question. How do you guys feel about the August product release versus the November product release? They did it Since for a reason this year, right? A specific reason? Because uh, 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 Iconic Masters Iconic is Masters, coming out right. in November, and they maybe want to try a different spin on the the fall the, the thing, fall release schedule. The thing is, I mean, do a lot of people buy the Commander 2017, the Commander yearly product, and go and then play with their friends at their houses over Christmas and the like the sort of holiday break? Is that sort of why it's effective? Because for me, I really don't care. The earlier, sweet. Let's go for it. For me, it was kind of always, these were maybe the best Magic the Gathering Christmas gift I could ever ask for. I agree and, with that. And because like, 
telling my parents or especially when I was younger, buy me a magic product for Christmas, I would get like an intro pack or mm-hmm. like something that I really didn't want. And like, this was like, sleeves, oh, this is right? like a out of the box, easy to see. They promote it during Christmas, so you know and what you're getting. it's one product that's priced about the right amount for uh, yeah. a Yeah, right, exactly. And it, there's good stuff in it. I want one of these. And I'd even right. take like a second one if someone gave it to me. So like that's kind of where I was at on it. I think part of the reason was also that last year we had such draft format fatigue during the summer where we went through mm-hmm. just too like many, too Eternal formats, Masters yeah. into Eldritch Moon into Conspiracy into Kaladesh that like they wanted to mix that, kind of spread that out. Yeah, uh, okay, it's interesting. It? We'll see. I hope it doesn't affect it. I think the format's gotten so big now that it'll probably be fine either way. It used to be in the summer. That was like the first two sets, right? Yeah. 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 For summer releases. Yeah. So yeah. like, yes. But the format was way smaller than, than sure. it was now. I mean, the last three years, Commander's gotten – it's arguably the most uh, popular, popular format. format, right? Yeah. yeah. Time so, is limited, right? Yeah. Cause, yeah, because Standard is have had a rough, a rough two years. Yeah, had a rough couple of years. You know, Modern Legacy, very expensive. So, yeah, there's been a lot of polls online that suggest the commander's, like, right up there. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it does. Um, speaking of the product and wanting to get it, if you do want to order it, you should definitely go and visit our sponsor, which is cardkingdom.com slash command zone. If you use that affiliate link, you can be pre-ordering this stuff right now, and you can be getting it basically as soon as it comes out. Card Kingdom ships Super, super fast, so it's probably the best place to go online to order it so that you can have it, like, right away. Not only that, if you look in front of us, there's a ton of awesome Ultra Pro product, who is the other sponsor of this show. There are custom deck boxes that fit 100 sleeves uh, for every single one of the new Commander products, which is really cool. Um, It's got the art right in front. Ultra Pro is always very timely with this stuff every single time a new set comes out, anything new. I mean, in fact, they just announced that for Hascon, they're releasing a limited edition playmats of the Hascon uh, exclusives. Like the Grimlock yeah, and all that. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, and the dinosaur and all that stuff. If you so, watch Game Nights, you saw we had the new playmats with all of the commanders on it. So you can sort of theme, if you get, you know, the Ur-Dragon yeah. deck, you can get the Ur-Dragon deck box, you can get the Ur-Dragon playmat. It makes it very aesthetically pleasing when you're sitting with down With the play. sleeves. Or you could tilt everyone by using the Ur-Dragon playmat, but playing the Kess deck and using a different sleeve and combine them all into the same thing and see if anyone really gets upset because nothing matches. That's, that's, I would. That's yeah. something that Kessler would definitely do. Trying to like get in your head. Or well, just, yeah, you play. Well, you, you play turn all your cards sleeves. upside down as it is. Not on yeah. purpose. It seems just, like I don't it. have. You play with <laughs> the red like mat, the red sleeves, the red shirt, and then you come in with like straight blue white control, and oh they're like, oh. I just want to aside here. In our play group, you know how sometimes you shuffle your deck and you mess up and some of the cards are upside down and some are right side up and it's like you draw your opening seven and you're like, oh, I want to just destroy myself because it's so, like, <laughs> we, in our play group, we call that, we say, oh, man, my deck got Kesslered. Yeah, that's how. Kessler, that's what yeah. we call it. Yeah. Who Kesslered my deck? Alex is notorious for just not really not caring. caring what direction cards are flipped. I'm I'm ambidextrous in the direction I can read cards. That's not, <laughs> not the, the right way to use it. Hey, I'm the Kessler last dextre- dextrous. The, Ke- yeah, you're Kessler. Kess dextrous. Kesslek. Oh boy. Kesslexic. I'm going. Yeah. No. Yeah. Actually, Kesslexic might be good. It potentially a little offensive. Anyway, the final way you can support the show is directly through Patreon.com/slash/CommandZone. We actually shout out a Patreon person every single week, and that person today is Travis, Travis Drake. Drake, a two-two flyer for three. Travis. You rock. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) All right. So what we are doing today because of Commander 2017 is we wanted you all to have a head start on the game and to be able to jump right into it with a deck that's going to kick butt and is designed around one of the new commanders. Because obviously in every single one of these decks, we have three brand new commanders. They're all really exciting. And Kessler, it's only fitting that we bring you in (laughs) to talk about the card named after you as far as I can, can tell. 
Yeah, so this card's awesome. Uh, when I saw it, so I, I was I got to spoil this on Twitter uh, for Wizards, and it was when they when they sent me the card, I I verbally squealed out loud <laughs> uh, in the airport <laughs> that I was nice. getting on an airplane for. Uh, so people looked at me like I was a crazy person. But uh, this card's awesome. It's Snapcaster Mage every turn, and it's named after me. Yeah, That's my name. So yeah, do you want to read it? Yeah, so Kess Descendant Mage. Dissident. Uh, Dissident Mage. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you gotta Dissident get it all Mage. right if it's named after uh, you, come on. Legendary creature, human wizard, uh, which is important because it's in the wizard deck. Uh, it's one color, a blue, a black, and a red. Flying, during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard this turn, exiled instead. It is a 3-4. Um, and it's flying. And it's flying. It does have flying. Uh, three, a 3-4 flyer for four is actually pretty, yeah, pretty decent yeah, stats yeah. on something that, I'll listen, you, I mean, know, you don't care about that part. but it's, No, 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 it's I, I, want, I want the, the Snapcaster Mage every turn. I mean, this is, we called it the Carador for spells. Yes. It's slightly different, obviously, because it exiles after you use it, whereas Carador does And there's Carador no doesn't. cost reduction either. Well, Car- yeah, yeah, on, on the card, right? The card, but yeah. the, I think the strategy immediately that comes to mind is similar, right? All spells. Just yeah. all spells all the time. Get spells in your graveyard with cycling effects, maybe. Or other things take extra turns because then you get to do it more, Looting right? Because you only get to cast a card from your graveyard Once every turn. turn. So, so if you take a bunch of extra turns, then you get extra times to cast stuff out of your graveyard. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's sweet. I mean, yeah. Do you when you see this effect, this card on a power level scale, do you put it like right up there, or is it medium? Like, what are you thinking? The card. Seems really high power level. I mean, Snapcaster Mage is one of, if not the best blue creature ever printed, and possibly on the top. 10 best non-Power 9 spells ever printed in the history of I'd Magic. Put, I put the Baby Jace up there. Sorry, not Baby Jace. Kid Jace up there. Is, is Jace, close to, but it's yeah. not as yeah. good as Snappy. Snappy's... Vryn, if I was doing a top 10 blue creatures list, Vryn's Prodigy would probably make it on there. Right, but um, not about Snapcast. Like, but Snapcast is probably number one. I mean, having yeah, one, Flash, I think it's yeah. one. I think it is For one. For blue? Like, what's the better blue creature? Clearly. Delver is maybe up there, uh, but it's not better. Snapcaster I mean, it depends on what vacuum you're looking at. Yeah, but yeah, Snapcasts are definitely very powerful. Snapcaster Mage has been the defining card of the format it's in and every format it's ever been legal in. Except for Commander. And, but even Commander, ah, it's played. Ah, it's good. It's, yeah, good. Yeah. it's just not defining. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Fair. Not to Vince <laughs> We could have wow. 50 but, minutes <laughs> later. All right, so how's the deck work? When I see this card, when I see Kess, I think this can definitely be, like, maybe not tier one, but, like, one of the more powerful decks. Because this is the yeah. type of effect that we've seen over and over, you know, playing stuff out of your graveyard. Like, those are some of the better decks in the format. Yeah, not to mention it's kind of the fact that it repeats. It's not like you have to cast an Archaeomancer and buy this card back and then, you know, cast it. You just, you get it every turn regardless after you cast cast. Now, I feel like they did try to make the card a little bit more fair by adding that exile clause. Yes, though there's ways around it. Uh, buyback in general is really good with casts because the it it's, it doesn't say exile that card after casting it. Is if it would be put into your graveyard this turn, oh, exile it instead. Wow. So every buy, buyback spell brings it back. So that's that's definitely like started with you know like T ball. Yeah, yeah. Just, man, that's amazing. Lobbed it. Good job. Good job. Good job, team. <laughs> More Episode's like a, over. Yeah, uh, what's the basketball? <laughs> it's one? less good when we st- alley when yeah, we yeah, dwell there for so yeah, long. Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, that is a really interesting interaction. Um, well, we'll get into that in a minute here. But yeah, I mean, they definitely, but that's how Snapcaster Mage works. And, and and that's why I first started this being like, okay, let me pump a bunch of big effects into the deck. And I slowly whittled those down as I realized. As every good commander deck builder right. does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to like, oh, I probably want a bunch of low or closer to the low CMC side. Um, and then tried then focusing more on what benefits for me casting spells from my graveyard. So as a general plan without getting real specific, what's, what do you, you know, what was the plan that you built into the deck? So I like started with, 
the first thing I did was put every take extra turn effect into the into the deck because that was just the first thing that popped out of me. Is like, right. oh, if I get extra turns, I can keep taking them. No, I can um, just keep hitting someone for three in the air over yeah, and over. Yeah, and once I get the ten man, I can cast time warp twice in one turn. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, Gosh. But uh, the real thing is that just generally. I started focusing, like, I put the new nickel, like, every nickel bolus in here originally because, like, ooh, Grixis. I get to finally make a Grixis commander deck because so people don't, who don't know this, uh, every commander deck I currently have, for the most part, is specifically focused on two-color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the first card that's been printed that's really, now I'm committed to now just kind of, I'm going to make every color combination, it looks like. You would be, I'm that OCD guy. With, if he starts one, that's probably why he hasn't started before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm eventually just going to have to, like... Yeah, you're a completionist. Yeah, yeah. it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's why, like, I'm, like, slowly just trying to own every modern staple in the format. Because like, you need all the Yeah, decks, and yeah. I just got into Star Wars Destiny uh, after Jimmy recommended it, which is another card game, and, like... Uh, it's expensive. I keep needing to stop. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, but, but you, so you started with a bunch of extra turn effects, and then and then I that slow, morphed, and then that morphed was like, okay, what are really good things? And then I started focusing on what things benefit me from casting stuff out of the graveyard. So I started mm. with Burning Vengeance, I think is what it's called, the enchantment for three that whenever you cast a spell from your graveyard, yep. do yes. two damage. It's the build around um, me from from Eternal Masters what? and Innistrad, yeah. uh, yeah. and yep. and. And and that didn't actually making the final cut though the blue. It's just not enough damage in commander. It doesn't do a whole lot, especially Um, when you can if you could string together. But she says you can only cast one one spell from your graveyard. And then the rest of your deck's gonna have to build around the two. And and I like actively didn't include a lot of flashback because she lets you do it. I do have a bunch of the the snapcaster mage effects just because I felt like. Sometimes she's going to get killed enough that I'm never going to cast it. And I'm unsure how scary she is. Like, when I build a commander deck, if my commander is easy to kill, especially one of the new ones, like, if my deck is too reliant on it and it ends up being a Xur-esque problem commander, then my A lot of your deck has to be dedicated to protecting it, but you don't know how much to put into protecting it. Correct. So, like, I don't know where it's at. So, I, I very much built the deck a little bit to not rely completely on her existing. I feel like new commanders don't tend to get targeted early very early right. on. Yeah, People yeah. don't know yet. Yeah, they don't understand sure. it. People yeah. don't know yet how good it is and they'll sort of even year one they'll sometimes. Sort of, yeah. yeah, they'll sort of default to like, well, let me see how bad it is before I uh, I right. know that Rafik is bad or I know that whatever's bad. Right. There's and some like Niv-Mizzet was not Niv-Mizzet. Uh, Niv-Mizzet or Mizzix was Mizzix, a, was a yeah. was a card that like as You only have to see it get played one time and you're like, this thing needs to die. And then like Leovold was like Pretty immediately, like, yeah. oh, this thing has to die, or we all lose the game immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thrasios, I think, has not gotten there yet. I think you should. Thrasios kill is a little bit more of a slow burn. I know, but you but still got to get it out. You got to get it out. Yeah, you just got to kill as fast yeah. as possible. So, okay, let's talk about. This is something we like to do really quickly. Um, so I did a statistical breakdown of your deck. You mean? Oh, you sorry, did a- I did a stats. That's our segment. Is there like? Is there stuff that'll pop up? Nope. Nope. Everything you saw is exactly what happened. I mean, okay. maybe like okay. something will come up and say Next stats time. at the bottom. Yeah, if you watch the show, you would know what, know, what to do there. So behind on the lingo, <laughs> yeah. you guys have advanced a lot in the, in the time. That I know. Yeah, there. like look We're at like, where you are. Yeah. There's a moving camera. There's three of them. Like, you guys actually move you guys your like, arms. Like, yeah. like a level up card. You got like you know, first round was like add two green mana. We'll start doing videos. Now you got all these cameras. There's a camera that's moving around places. Yeah, yeah. You guys are great. And then we added you and. Yeah. Perfect. Now, yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is, we're I should mention that the reason that you specifically are here and the reason that we're doing 
doing this is because you are one of the best deck builders we know. Well, so thank you. We wanted to give that. you an opportunity to also, you know, have the audience see someone that really knows what they're doing with deck building and have a good idea of how they might approach something like this. So you're oh. saying all your other guests don't know how to build decks? Is that I'm the best? I've won the championship? Well, no, they're, no. Just not <laughs> as, they're just not as good. We're oh, saying man. we were way too busy to do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read between the lines. All right. Into the stats portion. So quick breakdown. And again, uh, Alex's... Deck list will be uh, in the show notes. So if you want to check out the full deck list, you can. But we're going to break down the stats. As always, we like to start with the two pillars, card draw and mana ramp. There's about nine uh, mana ramp spells. So you're right online with what we usually like to say around ten. Uh, there's some interesting stuff, and I really like it, like rituals, which we'll get into later, which I did count and would not normally necessarily count in this category. But in this deck, you're onto something. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, ten card draw spells right on the button. I like it. Um, there's about five single target removal spells and six board wipes. So you can tell that I think our roots are in the same place as Alex's as far as how we build decks. Because these are the numbers we're like always talking about hitting. So, and you know, we didn't talk about this with him. We were just like build the deck. But Alex is basically like right in line with exactly the amount, mm-hmm. amount of stuff we normally do. Prepare that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, th- <laughs> I, I, I had no it, idea that these Yeah, it exist. gave me yeah. goosebumps when I broke it down because I was like, man, we obviously come from the same place. So <laughs> Goosebumps? Yeah. Hot wow. diggity. There's a really good meme of talking about where goosebumps come from. Uh-huh. And they're really thousands of little mini goose inside of your skin that when it gets cold, they want to go south for winter and try escaping. And then they pop. Science. It's true, because they're not down to my legs. My legs did not get into You're a deck builder, not a scientist. <laughs> Moving on, there are six board wipes in here, which sounds perfectly right. Yeah. And uh, here's it's the- It's low for me, it, actually, but- <laughs> Yeah, right. Here are the two that, that really show what this deck is about. There are six total creatures. Six creatures in the entire deck. So yeah. it's, it's the most Alex Kessler thing ever, too. Oh, uh, I like creatures. I just don't you like just attacking like combat stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 What are they, what are they yeah. really doing? Exactly. Well, I mean, you do have a Geist deck that- <laughs> Well, he attacks- but, but everything nothing else, else does. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the you big one. one. <laughs> Instants and sorceries. There are 43 <laughs> of them in the deck. 43. I think in the commander deck building template, we said that when a deck cared about a thing, there would usually be around 35 or so of that thing. And this is pretty close to that. I mean, you know, it's, it's a little well, more, it's a little heavy, but again, we know Kess, the Kess as a card says the word instant and sorcery on it. It does. Yeah. It does. So, the fact that there's a ton of them isn't surprising, but it's it's pretty interesting to see only six creatures, which I, I dig. And the deck hasn't been goldfish yet, so that number may go down or up depending on. You know, oh, it's been gold. I have my the the app I use is uh, lets you goldfish things, so I've goldfished it a lot. We only talk about one app on this show, Alex. The Lifelinker app, of course. Yeah, Man, it, the, he does I have I have the super super <laughs> Omega version that lets you. I was sure you were going to be. What app is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. No, the I'm one good. with commander damage. <laughs> so no, yeah, there's way ahead. I'm I'm like I live. Technically, in 2020, uh, Star Wars uh, 9 was really good, guys. Get ready. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to hear. I'm excited about this Star Wars 9. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about key cards in the deck. Um, obviously, as usual, we can't talk about every card, but we're going to talk about some key stuff. I think there's some really interesting stuff in here. I want to start with what I alluded to earlier, which are the rituals. Yeah. So, yeah, Dark Ritual, there's Mana Geyser in there. We call a Ritual a card anytime that's sort of a one-time infusion of mana. So Dark Ritual is the most classic, which is why we call them Rituals. It's one black mana, and it just puts three black mana into your mana pool. Yep. And normally not a card in Commander that I would say. In competitive decks, you might run it because you're going to combo off, and you want to do that as early as possible. Right. But in your average, like, kitchen table, most of us, more casual setting, Dark Ritual is just too low impact or the value is low because it is card disadvantage, right? You use a card. Mm -hmm. You don't get a card out of it. You get a tempo advantage out of it. 
uh, you get to do something before you would. So why is our rituals good in this deck where they might not be played in others? Well, so it, it's kind of, I went through three different versions of where I took the deck. I started with just good stuff. I then went to like, or I didn't start there. I like start with extra turns. I went to like nickel bullets cards because Grixis is cool. And then, which we kind of, and then I like got really heavy into artifacts. And then I got a little into Storm and then kind of eventually found my way here. Rituals, mm. uh, yeah, are historically really good in Storm because, right. again, it's kind of like comboing. You want to cast as many things as uh, yeah. and, uh, and these. There's a spell and your... they give you mana to cast more spells, Correct. so it works yeah. for Storm. But this is not um, a Storm deck. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing I noticed when playing with them, and I cut down I, at one point, I had like six Rituals in the deck, uh, huh. was that they, with Kess in play, very quickly let you ramp up. And also on turn five, you can cast Kess, then cast Dark Ritual, and then kind of chain into... You can use the ma mana from the Dark Ritual to right. recast that Dark Ritual from your graveyard. Right. So one Dark Ritual can give you five mana. That's right. the one spell you get to cast from your graveyard that turn, but that's... But at the turn you're casting That's like cast, Black like Lotus that's, yeah, power yeah, yeah. level right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of that's mana for one mana. five mana for one yeah. mana, yeah. So yeah. like, when I was starting looking at that, I was like, oh, Rituals can be really good. I don't think you want too many of them because the reason they're bad in Commander is that they just... If you ever get you four of them in normally. your hand or something, too, it's, it sucks. Yeah, because, yeah like, it's not doing anything. Yeah, Unless yeah. your commander specifically does good things with Storm, which is why like I have Aegis built, and it's a totally a Storm deck that I have to troll people that are not nice to me at commander games. <laughs> um, Aegis is and, really scary. Yeah, and like, the point geez. is, like, if you connect with Aegis and you have a ritual in your hand, they're insane cards. But that's because they have Cascade, which is why there's no actual ritual with Cascade attached to it. Uh, but in this deck, being able to get that high is really strong. And sacrificing some of the artifact stuff to raise your spell count, because there's a lot of other cards in the deck that trigger off a spell spell effects anyways, mm -hmm. made more sense. It leaned a little bit more into what the deck was trying to do. Very cool. Um, there's a card in here that's from, I believe it was Commander product last year. Is that correct? Yes. Um, the series that has basic land cycling on it. Right. Yes. And this is an interesting include, um, but it, it totally makes sense. And it's Ancient Excavation. And both of you are looking for it on your screen right now. But I, I got know. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you go. It's an instant. Two, a blue and a black for uh, an instant. Draw cards <laughs> equal to the number of cards in your hand. Then discard a card for each card drawn this way. Basic land cycling. You can pay two mana to go find a basic land. Uh, very interesting card. Because it's a wheel type effect. It's a yeah. wheel type effect. Um, but it's just you. It's not everybody. And you get to choose which cards you discard. Right. Well, there is like... In the phases of going through this deck, there was one point where I had, like, six different wheel effects, and I cut them down. Uh, like, I had all the creature ones. I had the dragon one that I love, but in different decks. Um, and this one was the one that kind of ended up being the perfect card, because this deck has problems in the sense that it's three colors. So mm -hmm. getting that third color you need is important. Uh, on top of that, what it's doing is perfect. And being able to do that from your graveyard late game, where you're cycling through your deck, you're putting a bunch of spells that you can now cast with your commander in the graveyard while being able to cycle this and then cast it from your graveyard. So it's right. kind of like this perfect, and you mentioned before, cycling is going to be a version of this deck that is out there. I don't know if it's the top end of that power level, but it's definitely a fun thing you can do with it, and it's something to focus on when looking at important cards that kind of work with the commander. It gives you a lot of options, too. If you have Ancient Excavation in your opening hand, you're like, man, I hope I draw one more, two more lands in my next turn, and you don't get it, you have the option yeah. at the very least. I, I think, other than top decking this card, Early game, I would almost basically land cycle this every almost time. Almost every can, time, yeah. Yeah, anything with cycling that's an instant sorcery in this deck, you can just cycle with no regard because right. you can still cast it later. Yeah. So unless yeah. I'm like, flooded. and there's a ton of ways to get it back, you know. Oh yeah. Otherwise, so it's not even like you have to use cast it necessarily. Um, yeah, I like that card a lot. Both both cycling and buyback ended up being the more exciting half of what this deck can do. Uh, right. Like to the extent that the other card that like 
on the extra turn game plan, there's one that has cycling. I think it's Walk the Aeons. Mm-hmm. When you can sacrifice three islands. Like there with is a, buyback, yeah. With buyback, which is like a huge cost. And like this deck probably can't even accomplish that very easily. I don't think I have that many islands right, in the deck. Right. But there's a version of this commander where you maybe want to lean into that and like play Crucible Worlds and like get that kind of going because that's really strong. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about the buyback thing. We touched on it earlier. Um, I, I th- Capsize should be on here, and I must have just missed it when I was putting it into the notes. But Capsize is one of the key cards that you mentioned. Right. And, then uh, and it can just stand in for – and for bids, and, uh, yeah, another one. It can just stand in for any buyback card that you've got in the deck, right? Because uh, as you said earlier, if it's in the graveyard, Kess would normally exile it when you cast it because it's going to go back in the graveyard. But if you pay the buyback cost – now all of a sudden it's actually going back into your hand and you're not losing the card to right. exile like you normally would. Right. Forbid specifically is one that's insane yeah. because once you again wanna the, you want to yeah, getting stuff yeah. in your oh, graveyard gosh, is really yeah. good and the fact that if this gets in your graveyard somehow you can always just bring it back to your hand. Oh, that effort. is kind of like, brutal. It does like a the the thing with forbid that's different it's is a, it can only use it on your turn right. with yes yeah. and therefore counting stuff on your turn is still good but not not, not even close to as good as counting right. other people's turns. Yeah, and if yeah. you look at it like my counter spell number is really low in this deck. Forbid is one because it and a lot of it is more can this be used to protect my commander in some ways or what's the value of doing it on my turn? But like if you're the person before the blue player or the other blue player and you have forbidden your deck it's great because they just can't counter they can't, you on, yeah. they, they no longer get to use your turn as their end of turn i'm gonna flash stuff in they have to wait till the person before you which gives you a lot of options i actually really like that about your deck that it was low counter spell and kess kind of forces that and again we're saying this because kess says on your during turn. each of your turns yeah so you can't during jimmy's turn use kess's ability to cast something out of your graveyard and so it does sort of create a blue spells deck that actually can't rely on counter spells, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think they've found a way to do that before. So this could be a deck that's very good and still playable in maybe your more casual circles where we hear a lot of people complaining uh, just about really heavy control counter spell decks. And, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a good yeah. way to build this deck. Yeah, and, and like I, pl- I built it more in the kind of the mid-rangey blue decks that modern is filled with these where counter spells aren't that good in modern, so people don't rely on them as much. And this, this kind of feels like that where it's a tap-out Grixis deck almost. Well, let's talk about the most redundant effect in the deck, which is take more turns you've got time warp you have walk the aeons you have temporal mastery temporal manipulation you're taking a lot of turns with this deck because you can cast these cards twice yeah taking extra turns effects are probably always broken and that's like the one side of this deck that probably after playing it a couple times against people is the one i would like tune down social reasons cut because like like, I basically, at this point, just don't want to play against an Narset player ever again. Even mm-hmm. if you don't have extra turn effects in your deck, like, like I don't I, know Like that. I always <laughs> say, I will look through your deck and check it to make sure there's no extra turn effects after I kill you. <laughs> but I'm not taking your yeah, word for it. a good line. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, you could be lying to me and, like... I, or you I, could not think it's not very many, but... F- Five still three, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Five yeah. Lot. They're not that many. And yeah. like the one thing I did make sure to focus on is uh, I think there's only temporal mastery is the only um, take an extra turn effect that exiles it after you cast it. Right. And that's because temporal mastery is like dumb. <laughs> and yeah. you want to discard that if it's it, in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other ones are all the ones that you can kind of get multiple repeats out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's definitely the reason that I don't have some of the crazier ones. I also don't have the one that lets you take two extra turns. It's so expensive. Ten mana, yeah. Um, and, and it was in the deck when it was more artifact heavy. I had like all three signets. I had like five other mana ramp spells. It was almost at 20 ramp spells at that point and had uh-huh. more of an artifact bend. Pulled that back because it just wasn't doing anything with the commander. And, and yeah. when I would do gold fishing, it would just kind of flood out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this next cy- cycle increasing ambition and increasing vengeance 
So the you said you took out a lot of the flashback spells. Obviously, these both have like a writer clause that says if you cast them from the graveyard. Yes, it's they not do something, flashback. And yes. you can cast them for their original cost rather than the flashback costs. And both of these because of – well, let's read one. You'll understand why. So Seeks of the Dead is – No, no, no. Increasing oh. Ambition. It's a four and a black sorcery. Search your library for a card and put that card into your hand. If Increasing Ambition was cast from a graveyard, instead search your library for two cards and put those cards in your hand. Then shuffle your library. So it has flashbacks, so you can play seven and a black if you don't have Kess out. However, for four and a black, if you're able to tutor up two cards with this, holy moly, that's pretty good. That's one mana more than Demonic Tutor, yeah. two of them. I mean, it's basically balanced so that you pay five mana, you get one card, and then you pay seven mana from your graveyard to get two. To get two. But you break it by like getting it into your graveyard somehow, maybe without even casting it, and then paying five because of Kess, you don't have to pay the flashback cost, and getting yeah. two cards... Right. I mean, that's pretty crazy. It seems pretty nuts. It, this deck can very easily be built to be very combo heavy because, like, yeah. the fact that you get to reuse so many all of your, your tutors, tutors yeah, like, it tutors, has the yeah. best tutors in the in the format in these colors, makes it like I once again leaned away from that, and and theoretically that could be maybe what replaces the extra turn kind of version of the deck. Um, I mean, you, you have just, some like, tutors just, though. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah, yeah. you got demonic tutor. And I think you, got, you yeah. play. Oh, I have yeah. the tutors in the deck, yeah. but like now I'm just getting like. I only have five threats in the deck, so let me get one of those. Right. Or I want this answer to this situation. So there's definitely a combo version of this deck that I think I would say build. It just it depends on how how punished you are in your playgroup for going infinite. Right. And the red one is increasing vengeance. You've got it right there. This one's sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the really? other one's just really good. This oh, one like yeah, does yeah. stupid things. Uh, increasing vengeance is red, red, instant, copy target, instant or sorcery spell you control. If increasing vengeance was cast from your graveyard, copy that spell twice. Instead, you may ah. choose new targets for that copies. Flashback five. Uh, so this is an instant. However, with cast out, you can only do this from on your turn. Otherwise, you just have the ability on everyone else's but turn. But forking twice more, for right? two mana, yeah, that's absurd. Insane. That's yeah. absurd. Insanity. It's a one mana fork essentially. Like the 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 time warp, and and this for seven uh, is like insane. Or like I just will one day why? hope I get to cast cool expropriate. On expropriate. Why? No. Oh, yeah, expropriate. Expro it's my, ex yeah. yeah, expropriate. Fork it twice for two more mana. You just have to resolve that card once. I mean, you, once you, and win. you win. By the, the way, game. I've never cast expropriate and had to resolve it not one. So. Yeah, like cool ultimatum seems like a night. Like where like instead of doing it one person, <laughs> oh, I get that to do seems it the nice. Three. You're right. Dude, <laughs> nice. Dude, the mana cost of that is absurd though. You're paying like five red. Four red. To... Well, that's why I have you mana geyser in the you deck. Just need nine right. mana total. It's right. CDH. You ritual twice and yeah. you got it. Tons of red. But yeah, that is pretty absurd. Um, I mean, you just have a lot of high power spells. Even if you're just doing yeah a, a time warp and taking three extra turns, that's, that's pretty good. That's where like mana geyser and dark ritual really shine, right? Because yeah, it's like you get the do you mana geyser and all of a sudden you know, a card you wouldn't normally play. You have enough mana to cast a extra turn spell and fork it twice. Right, right. You know, I do think mana Again, geyser you, is. You can only cast one of those out of your graveyard. I know, but it's not too hard. To do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have a card in your hand, you can cast it. Yeah. I, I think mana geyser is the most underplayed ritual in commander. It's like so good all, in commander, just because there's so many it's players. So good. Right. I mean, I remember playing in the commander in uh, conspiracy yeah. one. Mana geyser sorcery three red red add red to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponent's control. So sometimes you just get like thirty mana. Yeah. Which I and, and it's great, yeah. <laughs> and bad for your opponents who tapped out. That's why you have thirty of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad. Um, yeah, I think Mana Geyser might be one of the best red commander cards. Like not top ten, but I, I would. It's real it red game. ramp. It's a little situational, but I mean that's a lot of power. I'm yeah, I would say in a lot of decks, it's just too like one time is just not enough. But the fact that you can reuse it in this deck really puts it in the realm of like broken. Right, and, and yeah. I think it, what you want to do with your deck needs to have big things it wants to do. Yeah, like yeah. It, I have it in. Uh, I have a Bor 
Bar- my red green deck is Borby. Barbarigmos. Uh, Barbarigmos. Thank you. Uh, never gonna say his name correctly. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say my own. You've name killed correctly. him with me many times, <laughs> and yet still can't uh, say it. Mana Geyser is really good in that deck because you yeah. want to be able to cast him and then cast one of your return a bunch of gr- lands from your graveyard to your hand spells in the same turn, and then right. you can kind of combo out. You know what? It's a really good just general thought, which is that so often the way you win in Commander is like how many times in a game are you like, I just need to find a point where I can cast these two things. And Mana Geyser, you don't care about the card disadvantage very often later in the game. You just need to burst forward suddenly to have your chance. And you lose a lot of games where you're like, I just don't ever get to quite enough mana to be able to play a 7-drop, then a 4-drop or something. Right. You know, in the correct order. And Mana Geyser can kind of just do that. There you go. Yep. So, yeah, pretty interesting. I like that thought process. Um, Let's get to the other card that we Another thought we were talking key about. Card. Yeah, this Secrets is, of the Dead. This is a cool card, yeah. Uh, I really like this card. By the way, we didn't talk about it, but you have a few enchantments in here as well. You've got... Four enchantments. Yeah, and, and most of them are win conditions on game plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and this one is is every time you cast a spell with, with cast, you draw a card. Uh, I had this and the Burning Vengeance, which is the other one we talked about. And, right. and Burning Vengeance doesn't end up doing that much, though it, I can imagine that getting slided into this deck eventually in the long run just because it's yeah. cute. And like it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to have it in play one time and just destroy every opponent with it. Even because if you're just removing one very annoying utility creature, like kill that Fate Stitcher, get rid right. of that Deathrite Shaman, get rid of the Oracle of Moldiah, Azusa. There are so many different things that this can still nail that are very powerful in Commander. Let's read the card really quick. Secrets of the Dead, two in a blue enchantment. Whenever you cast a spell from your graveyard, draw a card. So Burning Vengeance, or what, yeah, right? Yeah, Burning Vengeance three. is about doing two damage to a creature or a player. Secrets of the Dead just it, yeah. gets you cards. One is just draw a card. The other one is shock. And, right. and uh, the most blue and red thing you can do. Uh, Drawing <laughs> cards is better than shock in yeah, Commander. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it's better in all formats. Depends on how fast the format is. Depends though. how cheap. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if they are both, if you have draw one card for one blue or do two damage for one red. They're about equal about in equal. most formats, yeah. but not Commander. Because yeah. two damage is actually one damage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so so it just it, it's a thing that no one's going to get rid of and through the game you're just going to get value forever. No one's going to it's not like it's not even like library not library um what's the other three two and blue enchantment that people can pay one to let you not draw cards? Ristic study. Ristic study. Yeah. It's yeah. it's, it's like Aristic Study, it does a lot of the things that Aristic Study does, but people just won't pay attention to it happening because right. you're not reminding them every spell they cast. Like, hey, you didn't pay one. Hey, I have Aristic Study. Hey, yeah. by the way, I have Aristic Study. Hey, by the way. And so, like, the fact that you're just like, oh, but cast a spell, I get a draw card. And, like, yep. that's it's such a, like, a personal thing you're doing that people are just not going to, like, yeah. really think, like, oh, he drew 30 cards off that. <laughs> a lot of value <laughs> off this thing, too, um, in the long run. Uh, see, I've been looking for a spot to play this card um, because my Mizzix deck can't really run it because of all the X spells. But this deck, it's perfect. It's Mizzix's Mastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so powerful. I'll read it again because I'm there. Three in the red for a sorcery. Exile, target card that's an instant or a sorcery from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it, and you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So for four mana, you can essentially choose a Kess. You can use Kess's ability in a, in a bit of a way, but it's free. Well, but free. So like all of those dumb... Uh, giant spells that sh- you know generally ruin people's days uh you can cast for four mana which yeah. is like an insane value on this and on top of that this is a great thing to uh increasing vengeance or uh, uh yeah 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 increasing, increasing vengeance, vengeance. Yeah. double fork it yeah, the, yeah where you get like three of these where you get clone legion or any time extra turn effect or but yeah. the the real thing is the overload cost oh, on this yeah. baby yeah. if you ever it's, cast this for overload you so win. it's <laughs> it's five red 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 and you exile all the car all the instants and sorcerers from your graveyard and cast yep. them for free um i mean it's not again mana geyser yeah you can cast mana geyser from your graveyard so you could have cast it already this game you know 
cast it again with Kess's ability, then use it to cast Mizzix's Mastery, and whatever you've got in your graveyard instance of Sorcerer's Rise, you just cast Wreck them all. Him. I, I will be doing those two things in one turn. <laughs> yeah. Especially with a Mana Geyser. <laughs> Even actually Dark Ritual will do it as yeah. long as you got yeah. uh, as long as you've got the red. in your hand. Yeah. Mana yeah. Geyser is not hard to hit eight mana. That's like Easy. on the on the lower side of yeah. things. Right. right. Easy. And it's all like the reason it's all red is why where it's beneficial. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mizzix's Mastery is going to win a lot of games in the cast deck. Yeah, for sure. Here's a fun one. The creature that I didn't think about, but it actually matches the one of the six creatures theme. in the deck. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very recent creature. It's from Eldritch Moon. It is Docent of Perfection. You want to read it? Yeah, uh, Docent of Perfection is three blue blue insect horror flying. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield. Then, if you control three or more wizards, transform Docent of Perfection. Um, and then it flips uh, to final iteration. Uh, it is an Eldrazi insect. Flying wizards you control get plus two, plus one, and have flying. Be- they become Delver of Secrets. Yeah, it's uh, flying and has a text. It's not flying wizards you control. Yeah. All wizards you control get plus two, plus one, and flying. Uh, and then whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a one, one blue human wizard creature token on the battlefield. So, so you make three ability. twos with flyers every time you make Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so you're it's, making... It is literally like the final form, final uh, iteration of the Delver yeah, of Secrets. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. now Delver of Secrets is birthing more Delver of Secrets. Yeah. That whole thing that they did with Shadow or Innerstrad of that like yeah. vertical cycle yeah. eventually was definitely one of Nicol Bolas's. Hold on. They took down Nicol behind me. <laughs> Nobody panicked. Hey. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a little. Late. I heard it. I heard it happen. I knew he I knew worked it, it in. I mean, yeah. no, he totally said it. Yeah, I. That's what caused it. Bolas heard us. It was like I'm out of here. I am the premier Grixis cards. Don't talk about Delver in my presence. Okay, did we make it halfway through the episode so that in case you're listening to this in your car or you know not watching the video, um, a little piece of our back de- background fell down. Yep, Nickel Bolas. There's a Nickel Bolas behind us. He's pretty much controlling what's going on here. So uh, technical difficulties. And Please stand technical by. difficulties. And we Please have stand to, by. You know. Beep. <laughs> uh, oh, we already talked about Cool Ultimatum a little bit, but let's read the card because you did reference it and uh, definitely increasing ambitioning this thing. Oh, my god. Or increasing vengeancing this thing yeah. and casting or three of it. Casting it turn or just, and then having cast yeah. let you recast it again. Like That's a good point. I don't think I've ever lost a game that I've cast Cruel Ultimatum once and I can cast Commander, it multiple you can times. Really oh, totally. Yeah. In Commander, it's not nearly as powerful. And then this it's deck gets a awesome. little worse because I don't have many creatures. creatures but right. uh, Cruel Ultimatum is blue, blue, black, 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 red, red. Uh, so a lot of very specific mana. Seven mana. Target opponent sacrifices a creature, discards three cards, then loses five life. You return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand, draw three cards, then gain five life. Not many creatures coming from your graveyard to your hand in this deck. However, the fact that, look, you you don't play this card in Commander because you target one person, they're going, everyone goes, ha ha, nice, they're at war. But you cast this, you burning vengeance. You just cast it again in your graveyard. Yeah, you cast it again. You fork it. Drawing, drawing three cards and gaining five life while having a specific person discard three cards and lose five life and sack a creature is, like, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty uh, good, yeah. yeah. It's not very nice. Why would you do such a thing? Well, that's why Nickel Bolas fell. He was, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. He's it's, like, they're about to talk I mean, about me. The most, the funniest thing about Cruel Automatum from a, when it was in standard perspective is Cruel Automatum and Nickel Bolas Planeswalker, the first time he was printed as a Planeswalker, were both printed within two sets of each other. And right. this immediately negated Nickel Bolas ever seeing real standard play. People mm. would play him, but it was more because they wanted to and less because it was the better option because Cruel Automatum cost, oh. I think, one less even and was just yeah. did more right now and that you wanted to do. So like Nickel Bolas was just kind of like not as good as his his ultimate as his spell yeah it's interesting 
I don't even think, he, and he's not on. He might be on the original one. I can't tell if this is a promo. I think this is a promo. No, right, he's on the original. One. He's on the original one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, almost positive. Yeah. I'll look it up while we talk about these next cards. All right, so those are the cards in the current deck list that we're going to highlight. Obviously, again, you can look at the full deck list and the um, show notes. I thought it'd be fun for Jimmy and I to throw our hat in the ring, maybe throw out a couple cards we might consider in the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the, wrong. The original card does not have Nicol Bolas. I didn't in think it. it did. It has like a demon on the yeah, ground. Yeah, some kind of demon. Like yeah, it's, it's because every single edition since then has had right. Except that one for, iconic art, except with, for the dual decks version, Sarkin, yeah. like oh, Sarkin. my brains. It's very cool of, of Nicol Bolas to give whatever Sarkin Sarkin to give such an ultimatum. He should be like Sarkin. You're not actually a dragon, dude. Come on. He's like, but I want to fly. Okay, yeah, I'm getting Vorthosi about it. He and, is now, and he, he is now. He I know, is. I know, I know. He wasn't I know. then though. He has the potential to be the first five color planeswalker. Oh, that'd be sweet. Because he's been in all four colors, other than the one. He's never. Oh, been, that's true. Sarkin unbroken. Yeah. But he's now in love with the blue-white planeswalker. So, like, bringing him together, all five. By the way, we will also say that Kessler, of everyone that has ever come on the show, is by far the best person at predicting things. Oh, yeah. So, that's kind of Kessler's that's, thing is like putting together is. all the pieces and predicting stuff. I'm yeah. wrong too. I mean, like, it's really you know. Well, but if well, you throw well, enough stuff out there, yeah. then Broken you're like Nostradamus. Right yeah, you're yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, nobody remembers the stuff that's wrong. They only remember the stuff that's um, right. Let's talk about some cards that we thought about that aren't actually on your list. Uh, we're gonna put you on yeah. the hot seat, and oh, you have to justify no. why they're not there. Is that how we're doing it? I wasn't gonna do it in that manner, but okay. Alex oh Kessler. Okay. Stats. No? Yep. Stats? I got that confused with the cards that we think it might not be in the list. I would like to use a lifeline. All right. Who are you calling? I'm going to call Craig Blanchett. Craig. Does this card have effect on it? Yeah, none of these are in fact. Oh, oh. So cut it? Okay, cool. Yeah, that's why I didn't have effect on it. Perfect, perfect. We're not recommending any infect cards. All right. Number one. Pyromancer's Goggle. So that one is mostly because this deck didn't have a lot of red cards in the end. Uh, I think pyro- I had it in the list for a long time, and then cool I like ultimatum. counted one, just but increasing for free vengeance. twice. But like this is a five mana ramp card that like most of the time is just going to be a much worse ramp card. And if I if I leaned with heavier, if I had more, more wheel red. effects and I had more red, I totally it was in the deck. Until wheel I, of like, Fortune twice, counted that and I then like do it again. Six right, red cards right. in the deck. So Pyromancer's Goggles is a five mana artifact that you can tap to so add red to your mana pool. However, if it's used to cast a red instant or sorcery, you get to copy it and choose new targets for the copy. How- you copy it on both ends, right? When you cast it, and then when you cast it with Cass. Yes. Right. So you can yeah. copy something multiple times. However, your deck it's like Wheel of Fortune. Um, Blasphemous Act doesn't even really yeah, count. Cool yeah. Cool mana, mana Geyser. Mizzix Mastery, Wheel of Fortune, Chaos War. Hold on. Mizzix Mastery is not. Oh, it's pretty good with. Yeah, I mean, these cards are all absurd. Sure, but that's five <laughs> cards. So, like. Yeah, it's true. It, and true, true, true. I'd have to draw it and one of these it's five really cards. It's really ten cards because you can use them all twice. That's true. A good defense. <laughs> and so Blasphemous Blast Blast Act of the deck, but Blasphemous Act. You don't want to do double anything. it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, you well, can. Something might have. I've, I've faced ten Fifth, tens before. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, Okay, next card Epic Experiment. This card never works. That's my like. I like, and maybe this is the deck. This to do is the deck you've got the rituals. Yes. So like, you it's possible it? that this yeah, is the true. deck for it. Yeah. I like. That's why I think every time put it in blue red decks before, and then immediately cut it I, when oh, I ever have this, it in my hand. This yeah. is how I feel about Mizzix's Mastery. They're the same deck as Epic Experiment. Like, if there's not a bunch of X spells, but there's enough spells, you want one. I think you probably want the other. I think. I think. Yeah. I think there's an argument that this could be the Epic Experiment deck. I do love Epic Experiment. Yeah, let's read so, it. Let's read it. It's villainous wealth kind of ish. Yeah. X blue red sorcery exile the top X cards 
cards of your library. For each instant and sorcery card with converted mana cost X or less among them, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost, then put all cards exiled that way that weren't cast into your graveyard. So you are getting a lot of cards into your graveyard, which is good. I think you can actually cast this for less than you would think because you don't need to get a ton out of it for it to be good. Right, if you get two spells and you mill... But the, convert, the problem is the converted mana cost issue because the converted mass costs have to be less than right, X as well. And right. so much of this deck is, is like huge. eight drop spells. Like it very quickly, I think I can actually look. Uh, there are... There's a lot of... 11, Three, four, and five. There is nine, eight 14, drops. 20, 20 cards over five. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. So like if I don't cast this for seven, it's bad. If I cast it for more than I seven, I feel like with the rituals, right. though, it's not that hard to go ritual... Off oh, the mana totally. you got from the ritual, ritual the second time, then into the epic experiment. And, and if I were to build this deck to be more stormy than it is, the stormy version, I think epic experiment is a, a shoe in And that's partly just I didn't want well, to build Well, stormy's going to have a bunch of little. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, I think that's that's part of it. That was kind of my it. next thing, actually, was, like, it seems like something like Brainstorm is, like, really good. Like, I'm not a big Brainstorm and Commander person but in this deck the fact that i can use my brainstorm twice seems really good i would have preordain and, and ponder before brainstorm uh, really i think brainstorm is the bad without ways to shuffle your deck consistently and because mm. i mean i i, I, I mean play. you're gonna have fetch lands you're yeah you'll have, have fetch lands yeah. and like it's something you could play with but it, preordain and ponder are just going to be better than brainstorm i feel like in commander and even those i don't know if i would play them most of the time i have top i have other ones that do that more repeatably hmm. um there's definitely an argument for it because they're early game they're easy there's something you can cast off of they even out all your five. draws um yeah. i kind of leaned more towards the tutor side versus these i don't know i think that it's definitely hmm. a decision you can make what about signets uh, we talked. To, I mean, I, there was a point of the deck that there were a bunch of artifacts, and I realized I just like so many of the things I was putting into it. The be win conditions wanted me to cast as many spells as possible, even right. re- ignoring her specific effect. That getting I cut down the signets, I cut down on the two mana artifacts. So how does the deck win? Uh, it wins through multiple cards. One of them is just casting. You know, well, obviously taking multiple turns. Taking multiple turns helps. Uh, I don't think that ever actually wins the game. You have to do something else. But but you can hit them <laughs> for three in the air. Uh, yeah, a yes, bunch you of times. can kill one person. I mean, this deck will definitely benefit from later game effects where you get to the late game where other people lower so like cool ultimatum twice is 10 damage that helps but right. of perfection is a good one yeah dose of perfection gets there uh, metallurgic summoning is the thing that can kill a person pretty quickly yeah that's a good um one. You especially have... if it's extra turn extra turn extra turn now all these guys can attack also and they're huge right, yeah exactly yeah. uh rise of the uh, rise of the dark realms is really good right especially with all of your board um, wipes. i have a bunch of like little steel effects or clone effects that are like spells that kind of can be used on opponents things so it's a bit uh, of a it feels like the deck might want a couple like loot, more looting effects because yeah. you have some some wheel of fortune stuff. But if you're having that many high drops, you might want to be like, I'm just gonna dump this, get a, sure. a better card I can, now. I can see that being. Yeah. A I mean, you have Kid Jace that that'll loot for you. Yeah. you have a few, but it, it might want. I think you just like more wheel effects in general, uh, or you know, I had a faithless looting in it for a long time, and then like the first version of the deck. And generally, when I build a new deck, I want to do, I want to lean in. You're right. More you want to really want, like, make sure the main thing works, right? What's right. going on here, and what do I need to make it more efficient and better at what it's doing? And that looting effects are definitely one of these. More rituals, I think we brought here. I mean, the problem with the rituals is the more rituals you add, the more you want it to be stormy. Be big stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I do have one, so I have uh, the cannon. 
which is not it's not called a cannon. It's a Aetherworks Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that is a. Cannon. That's like the it one is. storm card. That's the one storm card in the deck. And right. and because just sometimes you're going to cast a few spells and gain life incidentally, which is fine. And then also just generally in commander, there's a way to kill somebody. To I kill mean, if you're like, taking oh, like you. five extra turns in a row, you may be able to get there with Aetherflux Reservoir. It's just sort of like you like make sh- you get your hand perfect, and then boom, you cast ten uh, spells. Yeah, I in think a turn. I have enough rituals in the deck and another other things that kind of just will like build up to itself. Like technically, Soul Ring is a ritual. Right. Uh, right, you know it's a gr- better than a ritual. Well, not technically. Well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, okay, not literally, <laughs> but like it does what a ritual does. The turn right, you cast right, it, it right. makes one man for one, one mana. You make two mana. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's like one of the win conditions. So there's a, a few different ways of going about it. It definitely wants to take advantage of other people stumbling though. Uh. And then there's just profane command, exsanguinate, like just the once I make a bunch of mana with either the rituals or I have you know, the the cabal coffers, uh, Urborg combo. Right. Uh. Those are just the late game easy way to kind of just be like everyone loses ten life. I have 40 life now. Fork it twice. Get it, yeah. Yeah, I think this deck is weak to, like, very early aggression before you're able to really set up. But at a certain point, I feel like you could, with something like this, with the right kind of ramp and with these rituals, you could kind of take over the game by turn six or seven. And it it is why I have six board wipes plus the tutors to find those board wipes plus another five targeted spot removal. Like, Mm -hmm. I want, I lean generally towards more kill things, kill them dead. Um, have answers effects. and like I literally went over because I have a, a Geist deck that's probably my premier deck which I mentioned on this cast before yes um, you're all foil I went deck. through it yesterday and I was like oh I think I have three too many board wipes and I think I'm at 14 of them <laughs> <laughs> so like wow you need to take a step back and like well, the thing I've been noticing with it is often I'm just like oh I'm just killing everything and not doing anything so it, it, right. j- this deck could lean towards that that's my natural tendency is the do more controlly things and less winning uh, uh-huh. and it definitely might need some more thorough win conditions all right cool, uh cool. before we wrap up here let us I, I have a question like where do you think a good version of this deck falls power level wise i mean you know it's probably not up there with the zers and the like top top tier stuff i mean that's what i'm assuming the users I, I think it's just under that if not there uh, like you think it could be tier it, one? I think it could be tier one, and, and like obviously I'm named after it, so it, or if it's named after me, depending on who came first. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> if that's the only criteria, then no, clearly yeah. you're named uh, after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, it um, Snapcaster Mage is really good. Yeah. The fact that I can tutor, I can vamp, uh, demonic tutor twice in a turn. Yeah. Is an insane yeah. effect. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a version of this deck that just has every tutor. And then combo pieces to find with it, yeah. and then ways to protect those things. That and Grixis is the best colors to do that in. I think like, the fact that any ritual is two rituals. Yeah, like there's like there's a there's a version with rituals and tutors. Yep. That means I can f- I have a ton of mana super early that I shouldn't have, and I can use that mana to tutor for the pieces and play it right now. Right. Yeah. I th- it's very powerful. Yeah. I, I, it might not be that high. I think it has it has target problems. Like it, it is a big target on its face, um, which is why when you look at the creature thing, Torrential Gearhulk, Snapcaster Mage, Jace Friend, Prodigy are all in the deck because they at least let you kind of do a little bit of what she's doing. Um, well, also, you're going to want to be, be like in positions often, I think, where you're like, man, she only lets me play one card per turn out of my graveyard. I want two of those. Right. Right. Well, right. Snappy lets me play another one or blah, blah, blah. And you can kind of use her as a Snapcaster Mage. Yeah. You can cast her on turn six and yeah. get a two mana spell. You can yeah. cast her on turn 10 and, as the first time and get a six mana spell if you hit your land drops. So, right. like, there's, there's arguments that she's just kind of Snapcaster Mage the commander at a bare minimum. And which is pretty good. Minus which is flash, really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's the repeatable factor of it. I think she's really high. And Grixis is, like, 
it's something that Commander has kind of been missing, I think. There hasn't been a low converted mana cost, generically good Grixis Commander. Marchesa. Classically, so many of them. But even Marchesa has, like, you want to be... She's not top tier, though. You no. want to game plan with Marchesa, yeah. too. Right, right. Like, the, there's, she leans you in a direction. You could just play this as just the Commander in your good Grixis deck that just has the tutors, some ritual, like, some good spells. You only you actually don't need 43 instances in Sorceries because right. she can only give you one per turn. Like, you could play yeah, 20. You could do Grixis this is totally me leaning yeah. into, like... I mean, I think this is the right way to build yeah. it, but I'm saying she's still going to be good in sort of a good stuff Grixis right. and yeah. like there there will be versions of this that are just like I cast Demonic Tutor twice this turn and I get my combo I win yeah. and like and yeah. I have all of the rest of my spells are protection for that and yeah. you can't do anything because I get it twice right and then I'm excited to build the cycling version of the stack yeah that's gonna be it's really, all that's cycler really instants and sorceries and then I'm just cycling through and then recasting the good ones for their effect out of the graveyard because I put them there for cycling and I just like the idea of And you have a lot of good, really good cycling trigger cards now yeah. between all the mm-hmm. sets. Um, oh, true, good point. Yeah, your like, Archfiend of Ifnirs and your Drakehaven. Drakehaven. Drakehaven seems really sweet. The sad part is you don't get the the white one, which is like the it's the best one, but is in the worst colors for making cycling commander decks. Right. So like it's just I don't think it'll which is fine. It maybe that it's hey, like too powerful. I can build a five color cast deck. That's oh, that's gosh. not not Let's. surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it doesn't feel like that would work, but all right, it's don't like get excited, get everybody. Let me think about it before I yeah. commit to doing that. It's yeah, 15 true, cycle lands. If you are thinking about <laughs> building this deck, though, make sure you go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That's going to be the best place to pre-order and order all of this new product deck. right here and to get this wizard deck. It's got some awesome cards in here. I'll just say that much. So you definitely want to check it out. And, you know, if you're interested in building Kess, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Build me. Make it. I challenge you. Build Get him. there. Build it. And then once you build it, what you're going to want to do, can you hand me the wizard one? Yes. So, you know, so I got the right one here. What you're going to want to do is buy the cool matching deck box and the cool matching – oh, that's not a thing. The cool matching sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also buy the cool matching play mat all by Ultra Pro. I'll stick with the Eclipse. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Although these are sort of the Eclipse technology. Even yeah. there. So they, oh, they, they actually, started doing that? That's yeah, awesome. they're glossy back, so I'm not going to lie and say that the shuffle feel is as good. The Eclipse has that really awesome shuffle feel. These the ones, mat. Yeah, these ones are glossy, so they, they'll they'll be a little bit more sticky. But they do last way longer. The yeah. old Ultra Pro like sleeves used to like sort of, you know, they'd catch and they'd rip. Early. Right. These last a lot longer, so I've been more happy with sort of their Sriracha sleeves are the, are the ones that I really like. Of the new commanders, what ones, I mean, like I know obviously mine's this one, but which one are you guys most excited to uh, to build? Um, I really like Markov. I think Edgar is one of the best uh, uh, Mardu vampires commanders I've ever seen. His art is amazing. Yeah, it's He's really like great. in the chair and it looks all gothic. I'm like, I mean, I'll probably build uh, Ramos too. I okay. think Ramos because it's five color. Is pro- I'm probably there with Jimmy. Yeah, I'm also pretty excited about that Marisil, which is the. Um, oh yeah, the the cage counter guy. Yeah. So and it gets the activated abilities of other things, which mm-hmm. activated abilities is like my favorite thing in Magic. So no surprise there. Um, <laughs> so that's probably uh, the wizard deck in general. And again, no surprise because it's the tricky one, right? You know, yeah, tricky are wizards. wizards tricky is that a thing that classically they're known t- for being? Is well, that something I, I don't, that don't know. Are, <laughs> are they? That seems. <laughs> Do they arrive exactly when they're meant to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wizard is never late. Well, to the <laughs> listeners, let us know who you are excited to build around, and also what you thought of Kessler's build of Kess Dissident Mage. How would you build her instead? Please, please yell at me on Twitter. I like being yelled at. How do they how find you to I yell was. at you on Twitter? Uh, I am at Kess Wiley, so K E S S, like the card Wiley W Y L I E. Because you're Wiley like a wizard. Yeah. It's also my middle name. Uh, And Kess is my last name. Well, the first well Kessler, yeah. Oh, yeah. We call him Kessler, but his real name's Alex. We'll probably start referring but to him as Wiley. Kess now. There's a surprising amount of people that just call me Kess. All of my college friends call me Kess. A chunk of family, not family members, because they're rela- they have the same. They have the same. That would be weird. weird. Someone, hey, some Kess, people call huh? my sister Kess and me Kess, and it's it's not okay. It's really confusing. 
But now, just me. I claim it. I'm the only one that plays Magic, and so there we yeah, go. Yeah, it's true. I very, win. very true. Take that, other Kesslers. <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> I know, All right, now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of Magic. Kessler, we always let – I'm sorry, Kess, we always <laughs> let our guests pick something cool. What's something cool outside of Magic that uh, you know, you're having fun with or you think is cool and you want to share with the audience? So I recently did this like – I don't know. There was a Facebook post of list your top five things of things and whatever. Right. And, and one of them Forever was like, like top five things, period. I like was thinking like, what are my five? Magic's up there. Uh, Star Wars is up there. Uh, but I Magic's realized, up there. I said magic first, right? No, no. I don't just. Oh, it's I know. It's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it you don't have a podcast about any of the other things on the list, do you? I would have like 30 other people didn't have Star Wars. Po- like thousands of people have <laughs> thousands, Star Wars Thousands. Yeah. Not Actually, I up with a reason for me to be special Star in Wars, Star Wars universe. Or Ke- Kessler is the biggest Star Wars fan I know, and I know a yes. lot of Star Wars fans. So. Yeah. That's stressful. <laughs> you better keep me. it up, man. I know. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, but uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, and it's a series I just kind of finished doing the Not first the movie. run through. Not the movie. The movie Never is the my movie. least favorite thing ever created. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different list. <laughs> and, <laughs> different list. And then, uh, and then I'm just started literally two days ago because I just finished my, I think, 10th rewatch of the original series, mm-hmm. uh, watching The Legend of Korra, which is their sequel series, mm-hmm. uh, which is higher production value. I don't, uh, the characters are not as enjoyable, but uh, they it, also didn't know they were going to have more than one season. So the first yeah. season is, is kind of like three seasons jammed into one. And, and the one thing with that first season, and it's something that I hate, and it's actually my biggest, like, I love Marvel movies, but it's my biggest complaint with them is they kill the villain off. And spoilers. You don't get uh, you don't get Darth Vader that way. Y- yeah, you yeah. like like you have this habit if the villain dies every turn, you don't. That's one of the reasons I loved the new Spider Man was that they let that villain survive, and that means that and spoiler he was great. Alert. Spoiler. Well, yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Spoilers for everything we're talking about. Marvel um, rarely kills people, though. No, every villain's died in every movie, other than him no, and Loki. Loki's still in it. Every yeah. single villain. And Loki's has, the only good villain. They, they, <laughs> they all have the chance to come back, though. In this, you know, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Superheroes come back. I like that's the problem with villains in Marvel, though. And uh, that's right. my thesis statement on that. But we're getting back to Avatar last year. It's gorgeous, and it the characters are so good, and I the agree. story arc in the first series is so amazing. If you haven't watched it, uh, the first five episodes have the lowest budget, and it. And they like feel the most young of the series. So yeah. when I've gone people into it, that's always the first barrier. You just gotta get them through those you first five. Yeah. And they're only twenty three minutes. Just the first long. season at the very least. I think it's it's one of yeah. my favorite anime shows of all time. Um, so the the last season is maybe one of the most beautiful. It's not anime, but uh, we can I talk said about animated. Okay, sorry, cool. <laughs> trust me, I know the difference. Uh, <laughs> it is one of the most beautiful. The finale in that show, one of the big fights at the very end, is one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen. And it like ended around Dark Knight, and I like had a serious conversation when I watched the finale what was better and I think the season finale the three part episode is better than the Dark Knight I would put Avatar over Dark Knight without even blinking wait the Dark Knight the movie yeah yeah it's not even that good no. Right. If you take Heath Ledger out of that movie, that movie's not even well, yeah, that good. It's, it's a mediocre Batman yeah. movie. With I mean, Heath Ledger's Ledger. awesome, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I've been, like, I think he's Heath, carrying that movie on Heath his back. Ledger in that yeah. movie might be one of the best performances in the history of acting, but wow. the movie itself around him is fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we, we've like gone through Marvel, DC, oh, boy. and Avatar oh, okay, Last wait. Airbender in one conversation. But you're going to like our next, our next segment. Oh, oh, yeah, this is a really good because segment. Because this is like this okay. is probably your favorite segment on – well, you never watched the show. But if you did, <laughs> this would be your favorite segment on the whole show because this is the part where we recommend that you should listen or watch our sister podcast. Mostly listen because they don't do as much YouTube anymore. And our sister podcast is – The Masters of Modern. And where can you find it? On Collected.Company. And <laughs> what is the Twitter account that they might want to follow if they want to check out the Masters of Modern podcast? At the MMCast. Though, I actually recommend go to the Facebook group. Uh, so we had a Facebook page for a long time, and pages are terrible. Uh, but Facebook Wait, wait. We have a page. It's not terrible. It's well, a great it, place for people to gather and get news updates. Great, yeah, it's pa- not a good discussion, great, however. Pa- yes. Pages are good for forward-facing 
functionality. Right. But groups are better for community building. Right. And our group that we launched three months ago is already at like 700 followers and like is growing up. Is going great and people are talking Humble about modern breaks. all the time there and if you want to get into modern or you just want to talk about magic in general it's a great place to go so yeah. find the masters of modern facebook group yes Offic the official masters of modern facebook group is what it's called we're thinking about it as well for the command zone yeah. uh but yeah ben bateman alex kessler they break down everything modern they do awesome deck techs they talk about pptqs they talk about pro tour results yeah it's great we do modern content we set reviews they and talk whatnot. about the, yeah they have this thing called superior burning cocoa which i'm Pretty sure I still have no idea what it is. When you heat up your hot chocolate too much, it burns your tongue. It's better than all other hot cocoa. But it's hot. It's superior. The heat of it is superior. You'll never know because your taste buds are burnt. Okay, so make sure you check them out at the MMCast or at collected.company. Our editor for the show is Terry Robertson. Big thanks. Sorry. Yeah, way to go, Terry. Yeah, Terry. We can deal with all these cameras. Okay. Uh, special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Cards animations, which are at the beginning and end of every one of our shows at Living Cards MTG. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash the Command Zone Podcast to watch those videos. They're worth it, I swear. All right, Kess, thank you for being on our show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. And we will see you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.